This WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Upfront program. I'm uh, Roger Bouchard, and uh, in studio with us uh, on Thursdays, as he has been for years and years and years, and and back again, Christopher J. Boulay. Now, wait, wait a minute here. Uh, he just handed me a, a business card, <laughs> and um, so can I read off the business card, sir? Uh, do you mind? Good morning to you. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. And if uh, I need to remind anyone, you are the owner and, and host here, so you can do whatever you want. Well, uh, yeah. So it says here, uh, Christopher J. Boulay, Managing Director of Investments, Wells Fargo Advisors in Providence. And uh, so... Um, that's how I'm going to introduce you now, huh? It, it, Tell, it is. Can you give, give us a little background on that? It, it, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited to have accepted the promotion from, from Wells. Um, but by background, we've been talking for a while and did my research and found out that it would be best to service my clients there. And for, for me, I'm really, really excited. I started on Monday and um, I'm still in, in Providence, pretty much doing the same thing. Managing direct is more of a title of recognition of a growth in the business. So um, I'm very, very pleased. And um, that was taking a lot of my time in the last five or six weeks and uh fortunately you and i came together and found the perfect uh co-host fill-in and i i might be uh wally pipped here i'm mm -hmm. glad i got my job back well she was so good at it that uh, i did something i never did uh, before uh, i actually uh, invested uh radio station dollars and a personalized mug uh, for her uh, that said uh wnri uh, upfront uh uh, host, so I hope she. Uh, I, I hope you're still using those mugs because uh, we were spent. I think like three ninety nine on a mug. You know, those well, are official ceramic mugs. The, well, I, I can tell you that one of my duties when I start uh, the day is I'm up like you. I'm very up very early, probably five a.m. or earlier, mm -hmm. and I bring uh, Amy her coffee, and we have used those cups since you gave them to us, and we probably have about twenty five different coffee cups, but we we have that, and we'll have reason in the future to uh, share them again uh, together. Okay, so uh, you're back on a regular schedule here on the program, right? Uh, I, I am until, um, and I, I mentioned to you uh, earlier, um, Amy and I are going to be going to Florida for business and pleasure um, in a few weeks, I think mid-February, mm -hmm. and um, I will be doing the show from the Arnold Palmer Lodge, mm -hmm. and I was thinking about it because I'll be doing it from the deck, and uh, it'll be 70, and uh, I'll be in a shorts and a, and a t-shirt and everyone else will be bundled up and say it's cold and then when we come back by popular demand and we never even thought about this um amy's going to join us and we're going to do the three of us are going to do a show together all right that sounds like a good plan and uh, i i say three heads are better than two all right so uh i'm looking forward to that program also so now let's get back to the fundamentals here uh, because uh, Chris is uh, going to be here re every week. Uh, of course, he, he's entitled to a vacation once in a while, but not too many, all right? No, no, no. You've got work to do. And this is a working vacation, all so. Right, good. All right, it's a talk show, and we invite you to call in, 769-0600, 766-1380. Those are the two lines you can call in on. And like before, as uh, we uh, chatted with uh, Chris uh, each Thursday, uh, you can send us an email up front at WNRI.com. So if you don't call us and you don't send us emails, uh, guess what? Uh, Roger and especially Chris are quite prepared to talk on a number of other topics that we we think uh, the general audience out there is interested in. I mean, uh, we, we look at a topic and uh, we would say, um, you know, a study of the population of Iceland is not something that we would, uh, you know, necessarily uh, comment on. But we have chosen other topics that we think are of a broader nature. So. Uh, Chris, uh, again, welcome back. It's nice to have you uh, in the studio again. It's I, nice to be back. I mean, uh, Thursdays uh, wouldn't be Thursdays without uh, sitting across from uh, Christopher Boulay. Right. Well, just before we have some uh, things to take care of, okay. please do not do a 
I call the survey of who they'd rather have, <laughs> that Amy or me, because or, I'll end up with the short end of the stick, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I'll be out. Right. Hey, don't worry about that, Chris. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I wouldn't win a popularity contest uh, either, let me tell you. But one, of the, one of the things that um, Amy and I share, we talk about the show and the progression of this radio show. I've been doing it for 23 years, and I used to prepare you know, a week in advance. And I used to, then it started getting closer and closer. And then, then it started being Wednesday night because of all the news change. And literally, the biggest issue, and this is not going to be a sports program, mm-hmm. but the biggest issue is just reported about three minutes before we went on the air is that Bill Belichick and uh, the Patriots reportedly are going to part after 24 years of incredible performance, uh, something that will probably never be duplicated again. And all things end. You know, Tom Brady ended his 20-year career with the Patriots, and Belichick is out after 24 years. And uh, I feel personally sad about it. Um, I remember the NFL channel doing what they called the football life. And the first person they did was Bill Belichick. And this was 2009. And he said, I'm not going to be like Marv Levy, coach of the Buffalo Bills, that I'm going to play into my 70s. Um, he, uh, he said that. And he has, I'm coaching to his 70s, excuse me. And uh, he did, 71 years old, and they're parting ways. And I feel sadness, but everything comes to an end. Uh, statistically, uh, I was watching the Patriots snow game on um, on Sunday, and they spent a lot of time throwing up statistics on Belichick, uh, and clearly, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not much much of a sports fan. But what I pulled away from that is that he's, you know, no matter which way you slice it, one of the all time great coaches. He's the, the statistics uh, reveal that uh, the man um, has certainly uh, uh, done a lot of uh, a lot, pulled a lot of victories and. And made a lot of records. And uh, I guess he goes in there. See, I'm going to make believe I know something about sports. I guess he goes in there with Don Schuler and others, huh? <laughs> well, b- being a... a is a, was that right? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, Don, Don Schuler, off the top of my head, has 324 wins. And I think Belichick has 301. And, and obviously, if he continued in the poor performance of, of this past year, it would take him a lot of time. But... We as Patriots fans are used to fourteen and two, and and twelve and four was a bad season. But um, being a little bit older, I just want to, and I don't want to continue talking about sports. But uh, Bill Belichick's um, defensive game plan when he was defensive coordinator for the New York Giants is in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. The way he did it, he decided that he was going to allow Thurman Thomas to run over a hundred yards to stop Jim Kelly, and that basically stopped. Um, Buffalo Bills from winning the, the championship, so that's it. So he's got a long track record of being performance, and uh, but it's it's funny. We can and I'll kind of close here, but we can take all of this stuff. Was it Belichick or was it Brady or what have you? But Danny Amendola, the former wide receiver of the Patriots, <clears throat> made the most intelligent comment. I thought insightful. He said, "We worked for Bill Belichick, but we played for Tom Brady." And I think that says it all. So uh, the uh, Belichick performance, not to uh, prolong this, was tied to the uh, the Tom Brady thing. But how did Belichick perform before Brady got to the team? Or, or are the two synonymous with each other? Well, he was a great um, defensive coordinator. He, I mean, he goes back. He, he coached for the Lions a little bit. He coached for the Denver Broncos. The Jets, of course, and, and and now the Patriots. So he has a great track record of performance. So clearly, um, he, he's a great coach, you know, beyond it. But the thing he did about Brady, first, it wasn't his idea. It was Greer who decided that they wanted a quarterback in the sixth round and draft Tom Brady. But in 2000, they wasted a roster spot to keep Tom Brady on the roster. They had four quarterbacks, and he was never going to play. They didn't want to cut him to the practice squad because he would have been picked up. And since we'll continue to talk about it, I've got to mention this. I have a a good friend at KPC Boston where um, Amy and I are members, and he used to play with Tom. He was a, he was a uh, offensive lineman, and he's a gentle giant, but if I want to push his buttons, I say something bad about Tom, and he gets all defensive, and I say, I'm only kidding. That's how much love and respect that he's had and, and uh, it's something to emulate in everyone's life, I think. He's not a perfect human being. There isn't. But to have that core 
of of people who who you lead and drive and, and connect with. I, I just think it's incredible, and it's something that I try to use in my life. Welcome to the Upfront Program, Roger and uh, Christopher Boulay here on this Thursday, and uh, we welcome open line conversation at seven six nine zero six hundred Upfront at wnri dot com. We have covered the uh, Belichick story, and um, and we'll move on to uh, another topic before we uh, we uh, take a break. Well, I just got a text from a listener that says, Chris is very good on his radio show, but he's no Amy Stratton. <laughs> so, so, it, so it begins. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, another uh, 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 issue is, um, quickly, the, the mayor's salary in Woonsocket. Yeah. Um, very pleased to see that. Um, I saw the uh, Valley Breeze, and it looks like they're going to bring it from about 87 grand to about 120 grand and i just think that's a good thing it's a good investment in the city to get more candidates it's not an extraordinary amount of money that's beyond the top but we want to get it and for me i think eventually we want to consider a possible city manager and you can pay more but right now let's increase it to make it more uh attractive for, for the candidates and it looks like we have some good candidates who, who uh put their hat in the ring and i'm, I'm very encouraged about um, the candidates that, that I'm hearing about and have announced. And the one thing I want to see is, is the city stop being a distressed community. If anyone can do that, they're going to be my hero, he or she. Um, since, since 1983, they identified distressed communities. It's almost been a badge of dishonor for the city. And I don't like it. And that would be my priority if I was to become mayor of Woonsocket, and I'm not going to be, but let's stop being a distressed community. We don't need the money. Let's build up this community from the ground up. All right, so the status uh, of the uh, proposal is that it passed uh, first passage of the city council at the last meeting, and uh, it uh, there was really no opposition. Uh, there was some discussion as to uh, maybe they should wait a little bit longer into the budget process to see if we could afford it. But as uh, Council President Ward said, uh, uh, even though um, you know going from uh, about eighty thousand to a one twenty is a lot of money uh, compared to the city budget is not a lot of money at all. So anyway, it's coming up for a second passage at the next council meeting, and if it uh, gets uh, through that without any problem, well then um, the pay raise will be in effect. I, I would like to say um, I like what Garrett said and I like what John Ward said. Um, you know, let's get closer to the budget. But if I was a city council member, I'd say we can't afford not to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. You're on the Upfront program. Those are two topics. Bill Belichick and raises for uh, city council members and um, and also for uh, the mayor. I didn't see the school committee put in put in there. Maybe the school committee um, authorizes their own pay raises. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, we would love to hear from you. There are other topics out there, and we're going to cover them in just a few moments, so stay right along with us. This segment of our program brought to you by the Honey Shop. The Honey Shop welcomes you to an eclectic shopping experience that offers unique and specialty products and items. The Honey Shop is proud of their gourmet foods and health foods. Savor our marinara sauces, salsa, dip mixes, honeycomb, hot pepper jelly, steak and wing sauces, and so much more. Try our natural remedies, such as our popular Breathe Ease, perfect for this time of the season. Do you like distinctive jewelry? We have a dazzling display of crystals and gem pieces and many other extraordinary gifts. The Honey Shop also offers workshop classes, nature hikes, and events such as making, cheese, and sipping wine. Join us Friday, January 12th. Must be 21 and older to participate. Follow us on Facebook and stop by at 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket or call the Honey Shop at 766-1488 today. Oh, great restaurants here in this area and one of the, uh, two of the best. In my opinion, are uh, Savini's and Ciro's. So um, let's give you a rundown of what uh, what they're up to. For instance, on Tuesday nights at Savini's, we have uh, half-price wine from our extensive wine list. And free salad bar with any entree Tuesday night at Savini's. Also at Savini's, we have our early bird specials. That continues on a Tuesday through Friday basis from 4 p.m. to 5.30 Still only eleven ninety nine, and still extremely popular between four and five thirty. 
Another thing, Hampton Court over at Ciro's. It's open for general dining at Ciro's. You just come in and say, I'd like to be seated upstairs in Hampton Court. They'll bring you right up there. And also, we have fresh oysters at Savini's and Ciro's daily between 4 and 6 p.m. Just a buck, just a dollar. And um, you uh, order uh, three oysters and um, and then you eat them and then you, you need three more. I mean, sometimes uh, they're like candy, right? Just a buck a piece, um, 4 to 6 p.m., both at Savini's and Ciro's. And then, uh, we want to tell you, that Sundays at Ciro's and Savini's, 50-cent chicken wings all day long and oysters a dollar each all day long at both restaurants. So uh, come on in to uh, either one. Ciro's downtown, Savini's, Rathbun Street in Woonsocket. Let's check in with Lisa at CCA Community Care Alliance. At Community Care Alliance, our 500 employees are passionate about strengthening lives. Right now, we have job openings that give you the opportunity to build a stronger community with us. We hire every level in multiple disciplines. We offer competitive salaries, a comprehensive benefit package, including generous vacation, sick time, holidays, and competitive medical and dental coverage. Find out more at www.comu.com u-n-i-t-y-c-a-r-e-r-i dot org or by calling 401-235-7458 your life experience could contribute to the riches and qualities of care that we provide all right and our final advertisement in this segment is for Vern rainville well here's a question for you from Vern rainville do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484 300 84.95 for a free no obligation in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. Thank you, Larry. And uh, Vern Rainville is busy right now. You know, with all that rain that happened, uh, there was some uh, water damage. <laughs> Lots of uh, water damage. Anyway, uh, if you want to uh, give Rain uh, Vern Rainville a little time to return the uh, call to you, but he'll give you a free consultation. There's no obligation. Dial 1 and then 484 and then 300 and then 8495, all right? And uh, Vern also writes estimates on fire losses as well, large or small. But right now, water damage seems to be the big culprit out there. And uh, Vern will be more than happy to be your public adjuster. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, back to the Upfront program. Christopher Boulay is back with us. We're glad to have him uh, here. And uh, Chris, uh, you want to say uh, anything to anybody? Yeah, we're going to continue on our topics, but I wanted to have a quick shout-out to three people who are regular listeners, and uh-huh. uh, they reached out to me, and uh, I wanted to say hi to Phil D., Alin G., and uh, Peggy, and uh, I know they're listening. I want to say uh, thanks for all your support of WNRI, and uh, we love the calls. We love the, the feedback, uh, good and bad. All right, and we uh, appreciate uh, your listening to the program, uh, those uh, three individuals out there and many, many others. And we have other topics, and that's exactly where we're going to. And, uh, Chris, uh, I'm gonna, since you've been uh, uh, away for uh, a few weeks, we're going to let you uh, choose a few of the topics because uh, we're... We're glad to have you back. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. This is a day that ends with a Y, so we have to talk about Donald Trump. And uh, Amy and I were watching him last night uh, on the uh, town hall. And it's really, you know, at 77 years old, you are who you are. But he's got a swagger, as we were talking about, that that the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, has to have. And we were... uh, Thinking about who doesn't have that swagger, who didn't. Um, Jimmy Carter didn't have it. Um, Ronald Reagan had it. Uh, Bill Clinton had it. Joe Biden's trying to get it, and he's he doesn't have it. He's very clumsy with his words, in my opinion. So it's interesting, and I and I see Trump 
chomping at the bit, having that four years in the office and getting so much done, in his mind, he sees what the issues are. And, boy, it wasn't that long ago. It was only 40-something years ago where Ronald Reagan was our president for two terms. And if I was a, um advisor of Donald Trump, I would say, watch some film of this guy. Um, what a great leader uh, Reagan was. I think in four years... Trump accomplished as much, or if not more, than, than, than Reagan. But Reagan did some incredible things, like ending the Cold War. And, you know, um, he did some fantastic things. So that could be a discussion among itself. But if Trump could just ca calm down and really focus on the positives and have more, you know, and I'm contradicting myself, have more self-confidence. Because you don't have to put down other people to raise yourself. I think he would win in the way that Ronald Reagan won in 1988, where uh, he even carried California. I think it was off the top of my head, he got 64% of the vote. And that should be Donald Trump in 2024 if he was more likable and if he was taking that edge off. On the subject of Trump, I am now going to engage in a journalism lesson here. So how does um, uh, a TV network manipulate the news? Well, I'm going to give you an example of that that I saw last night. Uh, CBS News uh, never gives attention to Donald Trump. CBS News very, very seldom, I, mean, I can't remember them covering any of the Republican candidates out there. Last night, CBS News, because Chris Christie was going to dump on Donald Trump big way, they carried a segment of news on that story, and it was the verbiage of Chris Christie, it had to be nine minutes long. And why did they do it? Uh, because all it was was a denunciation of Trump by Chris Christie. And, and so this was their opportunity to do news, but on the other hand, slant the news. Because if they covered uh, the Republican candidates regularly... Or, and if they covered Donald Trump regularly, that would fit in. But for them to spend an unusual amount of time on one story and and us, what we call in the in the in the broadcasting business sound bites, sound bites can be as short as twelve seconds. And here, uh, sometimes when I do the news, sometimes I'll run a sound bite of the mayor. Uh, or something uh, uh, from Mr. D'Agostino, if it's important, I'll run it a minute long. This was nine minutes of Chris Christie on network television. I never saw anything like it in my life. If I was a journalism teacher, uh, I would have to, uh, I'd have to say that uh, this is one of the most glaring examples of news manipulations I've ever seen. I'm through. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, no, it, it is interesting because um, you, now in this day of age, you can get your news from multiple sources. We're not the only ones. I might go to 20 different sources and you see that news that is important to Fox is important to CNN and vice versa. And CNN's lost a lot of viewership and a lot of clicks. Nobody should be defined by one mistake in their lives. But I have a very negative opinion of Chris Christie because of uh, Bridgegate. When he uh, mm -hmm. penalized the, the mayor uh, in uh, New Jersey for, for not supporting him and created uh, a, a nightmare and traffic jam, it, that's just so egregious and it's something you can get your hands around. Um, I, I just thought it was lousy and it was bad and he kind of traced up to his staff and he probably knew about it. And, and um, to, to me, um, and I don't know if that's fair for me to feel that way, but he, he's, he's not a straight shooter to do something like that. All right. Listener feedback is next here. We have a caller waiting. And uh, Sandra has uh, chimed in here with her email. Good morning, Roger and Chris. Welcome back, Chris, and congratulations on your new title. First time I disagree with Chris and agree with Dan Gendron regarding raises for the council and mayor from where I sit, as I uh, stated yesterday. In my opinion, the only one who deserves a raise at this time is John Ward. Amen, says Sandra. All right, then we're going to... Again, it just, um, it's really for the, for the future to attract more candidates. So whoever's sitting in that mayor spot, um, you want to attract the, be the best candidate. You, you know, you can't pay a million dollars, but um, I think 120 is, is, is more attractive to, to get folks to do it. And if it was me, I'd make it closer to 200. All right. Thank you. Let's press the button and see what our next caller has to say. Hello there. 
Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome back, Chris. Thanks. It's great to be back. It's great to hear yeah, your voice. You. Uh, talking about Trump and uh, the show that he had, or the program that he had on TV uh, last night, I have been, as an individual, more worried about this country than I ever been. I have ever been in my life since Biden has taken over. And last night, for the first time in a long time, I'm sitting here listening to Trump, and he's talking without any script, anything whatsoever. And the guy is talking and talking and talking, and he knows everything he's talking about in comparison to Biden, who stumbles most of the time, as you know, and, you know, needs a script in order to be able to answer questions. And they have to be questions that have been put out there uh, you know, at the beginning. But anyway, the point is, is I'm sitting here watching TV, and about halfway through, maybe three-quarters of the way through, all of a sudden I felt a sense of calmness. Not total calmness, but a sense of calmness, because I honestly believe that Trump has got a chance to become the president again for the next four years, and that makes me feel good. Yeah, it, I, I I agree. You know, certainly there is no perfect person. We discussed earlier how if he had a little bit more Ronald Reagan in him, and I think that's an obvious thing um, that uh, it would would help him more. But yeah, he's very very smart. He has four years as president. He has the opinion, like he's always shared his opinion. He's been a public figure since, since like 1987. He's in his. Um, uh, um, late twenties, early thirties. So yes, there, there's no comparison. But we live in a uh, a republic, and it's a democracy, and people have to see that. And there are some people who will not vote for him. And sometimes you run out of people to insult, and uh, <laughs> it, it can be problematic. Where you're like you're not putting your best interest at heart. Um, and I've always said this: only four percent of the world's population is born in America, lives in America, and every person in, in the world is special what makes us special and is our work ethic and and our constitution and our optimism those are all things that make us special and as to your point um biden is kind of taking that away that's what ronald reagan had into a lesser extent bill clinton and uh donald trump is a real smart guy and um certainly i think we're all in agreement here and somebody feels differently call us the this country would be a lot better off if um, Donald Trump was back in the Oval Office than, than the current uh, president. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, Trump is not perfect, but uh, he's far more the better of the two evils, if you will, uh, pertaining to he, both he and Biden. And uh, I, I, even though he's not perfect, we have another person who's not perfect, but I'm glad he's coming back on the council after the next special election. That's Dan Gendron. So... I want to give him a plug, too. I can't forget about his race. Absolutely. Well, it's great to hear your voice. You always add a lot to the show. And um, I guess the three of us and many listeners share our love of Winsocket, share our love of the country, and want to see it do well. Um, so thank you. My pleasure. Appreciate your call. Take care. All right. And you, too, can be a participant in our program by calling us at 769 769- 0600-766-1380. We welcome your calls. We welcome your emails. And short of that, we um, we will bring up topics that we think are of uh, general interest uh, to uh, our audience. And maybe a topic that maybe you don't know too much about. And we can, like, uh, fill in the gaps and, and, um, and make you, uh, shall we say, better informed on that issue. And Chris Boulay is back again uh, with us. Uh, and nice to have you again back in the studio. Before we grab a call, how about uh, a topic for me to think about? One area I always go back to and goes back to our discussion uh, with uh, Roger Gillette that we just had mm-hmm. is where the politics of America are going. And I go back and as tough as the vice president might be and the president and, what, and we don't agree with, with their, their policies, um, 
uh, uh, Vice President Harris hasn't shot anybody. And Alexander Hamilton got into a duel with Aaron Burr in 1804, where two of the top people, uh, the first Secretary of the Treasury and the Vice President of the United States got into a pistol duel. And that's where Alexander Hamilton lost his life and, you know, the vice president shot him. And so I sent you an article, I think, last week where the, some of the guns that Mr. Hamilton had owned were going on auction and they're going to fetch up to half a million dollars. I think they're going to go for a lot more than that, given the history and the play and the people paying attention to what happened. But clearly, that's a point for me because it stops the hyperbole of how bad um, politics are getting. In, the, uh, in that time, they used to say they're, you know, some of the dirty politics was, well, my opponent has syphilis or whatever. So human nature is never going to change. So we see it more. Um, J. Edgar Hoover for 50 years ran the FBI with an iron fist. He had uh, files on everyone, including JFK and RFK. Um, you didn't see that until after his passing. But now we know all about Jim Comey and all that stuff. So the news gets around and you really can find people's imperfections. But we haven't had a duel yet. So uh, there's still hope for America and American politics. All right. This is the Upfront program. And I see another caller. Uh, so I'm going to get set up for that caller. All right. I think I am. Press the magic button, Roger, and let's see where we're going. Hello. What would you like to talk about today? I just want to warn people, if they're walking around after dark, be careful, because we have a lot of dead people walking around. I don't know if you saw that on TV. Uh, they collected signatures for, uh, who will be on the presidential primary in Rhode Island. Mm. And Trump got 1,500-something, but Ramsawami got only 40 votes less. But a lot of them on his sheets are dead people. Mm -hmm. Well, that is a function of the border canvases, right, in the individual uh, communities uh, to uh, to make sure that the voting rolls are, um, shall we say, uh, up to date, accurate, and reflective of, as you said, who's really alive and who is passed on. That's um, that's quite a news story. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the morning. It was of such importance, and uh, we appreciate you bringing it up. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, okay, that, have oh, a good day. Oh, that's thanks, perfect, thanks, perfectly okay because the audiences keep changing on these, uh, these programs, so uh, not a problem at all. All right. The integrity of the voting rolls uh, is uh, basically what uh, that caller is talking about. And um, we're going to have the manager of the Board of Canvases on our program uh, this coming Tuesday, I believe, and uh, we'll ask her that very question. What do you do? Do you check the obituary pages? Um, is it really necessary to pull uh, the name of a, of a person who has passed off the voting voting rolls? I think it is. Anyway, any topic you want to talk about right here on the Upfront program. Anything else, Chris? Um, very quickly, the... Uh we're, this is real time. This is a live show. And at 8.30 this morning, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, which is the measure of inflation, was released and it's 0.3%, which is indicating uh, it's running a little bit hotter than, than uh, expected, but it's so much less than uh, what it was um, you know, even 18 months ago. But everyone looks to that because interest rates are so important, whether you're a borrower or a lender. Um, interest rates drive the economy, and higher inflation puts pressure on the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. not to lower interest rates, but maybe keep ra raising them. Conventional wisdom is, and nobody knows what they're going to do. It's a independent committee, and it should be that way since 1913, independent from the administration. And um, there's indication that the market is in feeling like interest rates may go down a little bit. Uh, who, who knows where it's going to go? But inflation is incredibly important because if you're getting a 10% return on your investment, inflation is running at 15%, you know, you're losing it. So it's an important factor for everyone who's paying for things. One of the things that has happened, uh, obvious, people notice you go to the gas uh, pump that they're going down. And uh, that is a big driver of the economy. UPS, Federal Express, Amazon trucks, they all use fuel to get somewhere and to deliver things. So um, fuel going down does take some pressure off. And if I was uh, 
a member of the Biden administration. I, I would take credit for that because they, they tend to do. And um, if people, if it peaks where the economy is doing great uh, around election time, it will bolster President Biden for sure. And I always think about, we go back in history, uh, George Bush, um, after the Iraq war, was a hero. His um, approval rate was 90%. And then as he came closer to the election in 1992, uh, Bill Clinton said it's the economy, stupid, the economy went down. And uh, Bill Clinton uh, became uh, our president. So uh, from here in January 10th, is it? Uh, 11th? Uh, 2024 to the end of the year is is a lifetime in politics, and the economy will drive a lot. This is the Upfront program on WNRI. It's an open line conversation. We've heard from a couple of callers already uh, on the integrity of the voter rolls and also uh, on um, the confidence uh, that the uh, first caller had in um, Donald Trump. I guess he uh, he felt that um, Donald uh, presented himself uh, president-like uh, in uh, the um, address that uh, he watched. I guess he was on a campaign stump uh, somewhere. Right. He's getting. I think he's getting good advice because there's no benefit for the leading candidate to be in a debate and, and have something go wrong. And as uh, Mr. Gillette said, um, he's got tremendous control of the facts and he doesn't need a script. And it's, it's very... You know, you and I and Roger and probably most of the audience sees the uh, juxtaposition between Biden and and Trump. But again, we're in a democracy and people can vote the way they want and maybe that's what they want. Before I take a break, uh, I have a question to throw uh, your way. Uh, You you were away for uh, a number of weeks and uh, Amy did a nice uh, uh, superior job of uh, filling in for you. But you missed out on uh, the um, news story of uh, the mayor of Woonsocket uh, leaving office and and uh, us acquiring a new mayor here in uh, in Woonsocket and now he's he's settled in so I was just wondering uh, what your uh, your thoughts uh, were on that uh. well I, I did I did catch the, the tail end of it but uh it, it it's sad so you, you start with the fact that it's a difficult job to be mayor, and on the plus with Lisa Baldelli Hunt, she really embraced the job and did the best she could that she thought she could do. I disagree with a lot of things that she did, you know, including the pension fund, and I made that clear to her. So I, I find it sad um, because sometimes you have trusted advisors around you and you check with them. Um, <laughs> I check with you all the time. I check with Amy and make sure that my thinking's correct. And I think if she had done this this time, her trusted advisors would have said, no, nah, May, that's not a real good idea. So on the plus side, you have somebody putting their heart and soul into the job who, again, I disagree with how she did a lot of things, but she cared about the city and wanted to make it better. I have a big issue with not trying to tackle what I just talked about, um, you know, making the city a non-distressed community. I think that was important and that's what I, I would have done. But it, it doesn't look good. And if you talk to people in Providence and you say, one, one thing about one thing about Chris Boulay, what's the first thing coming to your mind? Oh, he's from Woonsocket. You know, that's where he's from. He loves Woonsocket. And um, that's what people would probably say about me if they don't know me well. And it was sad because everyone was coming up to me saying how bad they felt about what happened. And it was a black, uh, black eye on the city. And they were right. You know, you can't defend the indefensible. So um, Chris Beauchamp's a good guy. Um, I- I've talked to him. He's more measured. And I think he'll do a good job while he's there. And I think there's very, very hopeful uh, about the people who are making their... Um, Wishes known that they want to be the next mayor. So, again, I'm going to say for the 15,000th time, if you're asking me personally, work on getting the economy better in the city and stop being a distressed community, and then people will come. You know, we can't open a Fleming's here. We can't open a Louis Vuitton. They'd go out of business. Let's shoot high. Maybe not to that level, but let's start getting businesses that want to be here because businesses are going to... um, get supported and that's really what it comes down to and then your job as mayor becomes really easy all you do is go to uh, ribbon cuttings Mm -hmm. and um don't go to ribbon cuttings when when citizens bank is closing a branch and they're moving down the street about 400 yards that's not progress um 
So those are my thoughts. And I solicited them. We're going to take one call before we uh, go to break. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll go to break. All right. So let me make my little adjustment here and say hello to you. Thank you for uh, participating. Good morning, guys. Chris, welcome back. How are you? Good. How are you? Great to hear your voice. Yeah, you as well. You as well. And, and Amy does a really good job filling in. I called in. I think every don't, don't rub it in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, I hope you had uh, you know, a, good, a good break and all that. But, um, you know, I, I just had a business meeting, but so I, I'm not really sure what the topics are today, but I wanted to call welcome me back. But um, what, what I do want to say is uh, just to level set, where, what is your opinion on presidents? Um, of uh, so I heard a rumor on the street, and I don't I don't know if you guys heard the same, but I heard that they're having trouble getting the the thousand signatures for Republican candidates for statewide office in Rhode Island, namely Trump. Have you heard anything about that? Like they didn't get enough signatures, or they're not they're yeah. worried about getting enough signatures? Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of interesting because. Um uh, maybe I need a hobby because I pay attention to these things. But um, President uh, Trump, when he ran against uh, Biden, there was 199,000 uh, Rhode Islanders who voted for him, and when he uh, and I think it was 256,000 for Biden. So he, he does have his supporters here. So if I, if I so I, I find that odd. I want to uh, make a contribution to this. Yesterday I was uh, sitting in the station uh, doing my job, and uh, a, a person came in. And that's exactly what she was doing. She was collecting signatures for the presidential primary. And uh, when she uh, came to me, she said, um, uh, here's one for Trump. And, uh, and you don't have to be a Republican to sign them. All you have to do is be a registered voter. Um, so here's one for Trump. Here's one for uh, Haley. Here's one for Chris, uh, Christie. And here's one for, um, for Ron DeSantis. And so I signed all four because... Um, um, the more candidates uh, on the um, on the ballot, if you're going to vote in the Republican primary, the better. So um, she had a whole bunch of signatures on there. So, uh, but I have heard what you did hear that uh, there is a, you know, a, a lot of reluctance on the part of people to uh, sign those papers. Well, it's tricky because I, you know, I've helped people get signatures before, and you have to get a signature from a registered voter in that district. You know, it's not just getting a signature. I mean, so, you know, Roger, they're going to have to go down to the one socket board of canvassers. And if you were registered in Lincoln, it would get disqualified. So I know it's tricky getting these. Yeah. So I think and I think I know in Virginia, you have to get 10,000 certified signatures around. It's only a thousand. So if you're a presidential candidate, you're running for office. You're really at the mercy of the state party in that state to get those signatures for you. I don't know. I just find it interesting that, you, you know, I mean, he could not get on the ballot in Rhode Island. If he doesn't get enough signatures, it has nothing to do with, with uh, you know, disqualification or anything. It's just, yeah. I don't know, I just find it interesting. Uh, you know, a, a couple of things come to mind. Um, maybe the three of us and maybe some, a lot of our listeners are going to vote for Trump, but it really doesn't matter. There's no way he's going to win in Rhode Island. And the more I learn about the Constitution, the more I find it genius. And they purposely made the um, election process um, out pushed it out to the states and kept it away from the federal government and what you're picking up here I think is a negative of that but there's so much more positive in making sure we have free and fair elections um, by pushing the election process down to the states I, I think that's pure genius and I hope it never changes because there's more of an opportunity for fraud and abuse um, if it's ever federalized same thing and I'll, and I'll digress for a second um, one of the things that Biden administration seems to want to do is make a national police force. Well, you want, you know, great people um, uh, who, are, who are police chiefs and, 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 and are responsible to the mayors at the local levels as opposed to national guard or something like that. Chief Oates was what I was looking for. You know, Chief Oates is a terrific police chief and there's, there's presence there at the local level. And we never want to have, in my opinion, a national police force, and we want to continue to have these elections um, at the state level. But uh, I, I, hear, I hear you, but unfortunately, it's not going to matter. It's going to be 62% whoever the Democrat is and, and 38% uh, the Republican. Well, no, I agree with the process. I do think the state should control it. Yeah, do I have another minute or you have another you, yeah, No, go right ahead. Okay, so... Um, because you got me talking about, you got me thinking about something else, a national police force, which I would oppose completely, you know. Um, but um, you ever called Joe Trillo, ran for governor? Absolutely. 
and, and he was supposed to be this small government guy. He was a big Trump supporter, yada, yada, yada. But do you remember when he tried to create a police force for Narragansett Bay? And it was going to be just this police force driving around harassing voters. You recall that? Th- that is not something I, I recall. No, so do I. Tried to pass a, yeah, no. So the guy tried to pass, uh, the guy tried to pass a, a bill where there would be a police force on boats driving around Narragansett Bay, probably harassing People like myself were just out there trying to... Adjust. And then the dingbat crashed his own, like, 40-foot yacht right off of Narragansett Town Beach while blaring music when he was running for governor. I said, if this guy is not a num- the biggest numbskull I've ever met in my... And I've met him a couple... i met him at the Charlestown Seafood. I could not believe it when he did that. So I'm like, you want to create a police force? And then he was f- driving his own yeah. boat too close to the shore and hit rocks that he should have seen on the Noah map. Two, 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 two points of order. I do remember that, and that boat's a lot bigger than 40 feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I, I didn't recall uh, that proposal because um, every, every uh, city or town that's on Narragansett Bay has, A, its own police uh, boats in the water. Warwick does, and and, um, you know, every, everybody does, uh, whether it's Bristol. Uh, they all have a police boat in their harbor for police matters. And then DEM is out there all the time. Having been a boater, there was plenty of police action on the bay. Believe me, back in a moment. Your local newspaper, the Blackstone Valley call and Times. Your news, your way, every day. As a subscriber, you're not only connected to your community, but also you'll be connected to local news, regional developments, money-saving offers on shopping and dining and services, and all kinds of articles that inspire you and make every day a new experience. Subscribe now. Blackstone Valley call and Times at 401 767 8522. That's the number to subscribe to your local newspaper. Just when the holidays are over, and I think there's nothing more to think about financially, but then February and March always get me thinking about how I got to get my taxes done, get my finances organized, my receipts, my deductions, and I don't just want to walk into one of those stores because that seems not very personal. So I start thinking about getting my tax return done by a CPA. Yeah, a CPA. Just saying it makes me feel better. They have all those years of experience. Most have a master's in finance or accounting. That's the kind of knowledge I need for my taxes. Yes, I'm going to a CPA this year. That makes me feel a whole lot more relaxed. With a CPA, you get a professional with a higher education, more years of training, and a greater breadth of knowledge than the rest of the pack. This tax season, don't trust your finances to anyone less. Hire the best. A CPA. Few prepare as rigorously. Brought to you by Care Kasha, certified public accountants and business consultants. Call 732-8900 for your appointment. Thank you. One more advertisement here for Grumpies of uh, South Bellingham. And I have their menu, and uh, sometimes I feature certain parts of the menu. This time I'm looking at the overstuffed sandwiches. Boy, do we have a selection there. And uh, I have three or four favorites among them. They have the Grumpy's Lobster Roll, the Ultimate Chicken Sandwich, Pastrami, and Swiss Cheese. That's uh, one of my favorites. Chicken uh, Chipotle, Philly Cheese, uh, and uh, Philly Steak and Cheese Wrap. That's one of my favorites. Meatball Parmesan, one of my favorites. Grilled Reuben, Porky Pig, uh, that's a fresh pulled pork. Served on a bulky roll, tenderloin steak sandwich, turkey bacon cheddar melt, but my favorite, favorite, eggplant parmesan sandwich, and then the grilled chicken sandwich. Overstuffed sandwiches. Plenty of them on the menu. Grumpy South Bellingham opens seven days a week. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. How you doing over there, Mr. Boulay? I'm doing great. All right. Uh... Sandra follows up, says there, uh, please read to Chris, so pay attention. <laughs> All right. Chris Boulay stated he might even increase the raise for the mayor to $200,000. In my opinion, that's insinuating money buys quality. I couldn't disagree more. Dan Gendron and others are here because they love our city. Money doesn't always attract the best. Just saying, 
says Sandra. Okay. But my, um, you, you have to compete with the private industry, but yes, it's always great to, um, to disagree, and that's what this is, show's about, and uh, I hear you loud and clear. All right, let's go to a caller here to uh, wrap things up on the program. Yes, what would you like to talk about? Okay, um, when socket has always been the schools we or any building, we knock it down and build new. Well, what's going to happen? Because it's a vicious circle. Now they want to build the three elementary schools at Barry Field, which I believe and heard that it has to be only one way in and one way out, which is off of uh, Great Road. Now, my other, my other thing is, you know, we never fix what we have because we don't have the money. So now we're getting the money to build the schools. So what's going to happen when they get in disrepair? I mean, it's just an ongoing thing. And I also have to say thank you, Sandra LaFrance, because I totally agree. The other time the other people did not run for mayor is because they always didn't get the winning seat because of one person that always disgraced the people and dug up the dirt. That being said, have a blessed night, everyone. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate You're it. You're welcome. All right. She has her opinion on uh, on a few things, and she shared them with us, and we appreciate that here on the Upfront program. All right. Uh, hey, we're almost out of time here. Uh, first of all, let me read this business card one more time here for late tuners in. Uh our co-host here is Christopher J. Boulay, Managing Director of Investments, Wells Fargo Advisors. You are in a new uh, place, right? I, I, and you've been working on this, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very, very <laughs> excited. Um, the, the last four years have, have been fantastic. Um, I've had the opportunity to move from a vice president to a first vice president to a senior vice president to a managing director, and it's uh, it's almost it's a dream, and um, very 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 excited to service my clients um, in the best way possible, and I uh, appreciate all the opportunities I've been given. Well, it's been a pleasure for me personally to follow your career. I remember when you first came into the radio station and you were just uh, getting started, um, and uh, we uh, chatted about um, about. Uh, I guess you'd call it marketing and how to, uh, you know, how to uh, present uh, present somebody in, in a way uh, so that people say, uh, I want to uh, do business with that person. So it's been a pleasure working with you uh, up until now and now with your new position, even more of a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you're coming back next week, right? Yes, I am. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, coming up right now is uh, the um, America's First News uh, and then uh, and we'll see you uh, tomorrow with uh, John Bree in here uh, as the uh, Friday host of the Upfront program. And I'll be back uh, Tuesday with the manager of the uh, Border Canvases. See you later, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.